Fellas, fellas, fellas. We are what 36 hours away from uh Christmas, man. How y'all feeling right now? Y'all good? Holiday season coming up, man. The boys are listening. Yeah. I feel real good. Yeah, boys. We we all about the boys over here, so this is gonna definitely be a great holiday season. What are, what are the boys? Three and oh, three and oh this week. Yeah, yeah, three beat and some oh. pretty good teams. Well, not the uh, first, they beat but... oh, in the last, uh, I think the last five, we're like four and one. The last ten, seven and three. A bunch of wins over playoff teams from last year, right? Yep. Yeah, yes, sir. Lakers, Heat, Sixers, uh, Lakers. Split with the Heat. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else we beat? Uh, I don't know, man. We just beating everybody. That's what they doing. Shit. East of the East, beating everybody, but can't beat the pace. Can't beat the Pistons. Um, all right, though. So <sighs> you you spoke on they beat the they beat the defending they beat the inaugural in season tournament champions, the Lakers. In season tournament champions. Let's yes. take it serious, yes, yes. Let's take it serious. That's the champions Once, right now, as it stands today. The Lakers are the champions. Once there's a banner in the air, you got to take that serious. Yeah. Lakers Nation, stand serious. up. That's another beat them. Bulls beat them. Did they, they, they didn't beat the defending world champions, the Nuggets. Um, they, beat the, they beat the Spurs, who has the you know, presumptive favorite. They had the rookie of the year. They, they beat the defending Eastern Conference champion, the Heat. And they beat the Sixers, who have the defending MVP. Everything's pointing in the right direction for the Bulls, and as we said last episode, we noticed that everything took a turn when a certain light skinned guy removed himself from the lineup. Let's talk about it, Jay. Is this a symptom of my? Is it just as simple as minus act Bulls get plus, or is it you know a little bit deeper into it? No, I think it's uh, directly related to Levine being out. He's a high usage player, and now that usage is usage is being split amongst the other guys. You see Patrick Williams taking more shots, uh, Kobe White taking more shots, uh, Vucevic getting to the spots that he's want that he wants, um, and it's paying off. We got guys coming off the bench performing better. Caruso, uh, Desumo. Uh, with that usage being spread around, uh, I think it's making our team a, a lot more deadly, giving guys uh, – allowing them to step into bigger roles with more responsibility, and, and some of those guys are starting to show up now. And you were saying, Q, that uh, one of those guys stepping up and being more deadly and having more – being more potent with his usage was uh, a man running the one, Kobe White. Yeah, Kobe looks looks really good. Um he set a couple of Bulls records for three-pointers. I think he's at 17 straight games with uh, two three-pointers. Um, yeah, Kobe looks looks really good. I think in the in – the, I got to pull up the stats, but I think he's averaging 24 since Zach's been out, 24 and 6. 24 and 6. That's, that's all-star type numbers, bro. I mean, that, yeah. uh, I'll let you look that up real I, fast, I but if uh, he can – 
Kobe White is averaging 24.6 points, 6.6 assists, and 6.5 rebounds, shooting 48 points from the field and 48.4 from the three-point line without Levine in the lineup. That's being that is what? That is definitely, that's definitely all-star line. And it's a pretty good sample. Uh, Levine's been out, what, 11 games? That's a pretty good sample. Man. So those are, I've been those saying are it. Number one type numbers. That is number one type numbers. I like where you're going. I like where your mind is headed. Jay, can the Bulls be successful long-term building around Kobe? Uh. Yeah, we can build around him as long as he can improve on the skill set that he's showing us now, his ability to get in the lane, his ability to play make, um, pitch and kick. If he can continue to build on those things, uh, Bulls are definitely headed in the right direction. As being a number one, uh, I'm not sure. Like these shooting numbers, the 48% from the field, 48% from three, I think he's definitely on the heater right now. Uh, I, I don't quite expect that to stick that 48% from three unless he's just the best shooter we've ever seen in the NBA. Uh, Definitely expect that to come down just a bit. Um, But with him at the one and the right pieces around him, Bulls can definitely uh, go far with it. I want to ask Jay another question or kind of make a statement. Kobe White's only 23 years old. So um, when you evaluate his potential, and can the Bulls build around him? I think you got to take that into equation. How much better do you see Kobe White getting? He's 23, so, you know, a lot of guys don't reach their peak. uh, NBA players don't reach their peak at 23. So how much better do you think Kobe White can get? Um, Or do you think he's reached his ceiling or near his ceiling? So so right now on this heater, he's doing, what, like 24 – Six, six, fifty-fifty. Yeah. Do we think he's that type of player long term? I do. That would be an all-time type play. <laughs> if you're doing twenty-four, right, six, that, and six, and student. That's a lot. Yeah. From um, <clears throat> Kobe, I, I could expect that about twenty-two, twenty-two, five and five. That's what you. That's what you see is long-term numbers kind of stabilizing that. Yeah. So would you say Kobe's more of a number two or is he a rotational piece? No, he's definitely, he's definitely a starting level guard. He's definitely a starter in this league, starting point guard. Um, It's just those, those other things that he's just started to show this year. uh, You know, that's keeping him in the lineup, keeping him with those extra responsibilities, the ball handling, um, shooting is, is like, this is what we expected of him to be this type of shooter. Um, I think getting into the lane, that's something he's definitely improved on. He's developing. Um, if he can just can continue to prove one of these things, I think he could be a very solid type piece player. Um, I think one thing we haven't pointed out during uh, this stretch is, and I've heard Stacey King echo with during Bulls telepass, Kobe White's defense also has gotten a lot better. Can you speak on that? Um, yeah, he's definitely getting to it. Uh, putting putting ball pressure, uh, point, being a point of attack awesome. uh, defender, being no able ball. to slow pressure the ball. <laughs> Always pay attention yeah. to the ball. Being able to uh, you know slow up the the offensive <laughs> attack. Just a Christmas tip for the ladies. Sorry, sorry, you got to pay attention to that. 
Yeah, crazy. I just don't like balls being neglected. But I'm sorry. Uh, this isn't about me. Let's let's talk basketball. Back to you, Joe. No, but the, 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 that's all I had to say about Kobe. He, he's shown much improvement on that. And I guess that that's just coming with the uh, increased playing time that he's getting with Levine being out. So he's definitely been bringing it on both ends. A little bit of devil's advocate. So I'm, I'm just looking up stats. I'm not saying he's in this category because this is an all-time player. I mentioned Kobe White being 23. I'm looking at Steph Curry's age, 23 season. Now, it was shortened a little bit due to injury. But we're looking at a guy who's averaging 14.7 points, 5.3 assists, 3.4 rebounds, shooting 490 from the floor, and 455 from three-point lane. I know I I shouldn't do that. It's unfair to compare any player, young player, coming into the league, coming into his own to an all-time player. I just want to throw that out there. I like it. You heard it here first. Kobe? Get excited, C-Red. That's all I want to do. I just want to keep C-Red excited. Get excited, Bulls Nation. We're a fan base that dreams big. We don't like to dream realistic. We dream big. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. City of Broad Shoulders, you have no business being realistic. No, we had Michael Jordan for six years. And we all know that any team Michael Jordan played on was going to win. Any team. Against anyone. Especially the Bulls. Perfect situation. Perfect timing. Perfect city. Yeah. The city also had uh, Sammy Sosa, uh, Chris Bryant. A lot of greats. Yeah, Walter Payton. Gary Will Anderson. Brian Urlacher. There you go. A city of goats. Not city. just great goats. City of goats. And not Billy Goats. Cedric Benson. Now you now you've gone too far, Jake. Now you now you gotta <laughs> stop. I'm gonna remove you from the room, Jake. <laughs> Keep please, it up. Shut his mic Keep off. it up. You don't don't you ever bring up that 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 guy that fumbled in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect music. Okay, so we talked about Kobe. Is anybody else benefiting from this increased um, visibility on the floor? Uh, definitely Patrick Williams. Yeah, um, he's turning. He's definitely the turning to, yeah, he's turning into a solid player, a solid um, three man. I saw um, that he was averaging what fifteen points over the last uh, eleven games. Is it something like yeah, that? Yeah, and he's showing. And he's showing some um, ability to, to 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 score in isolation. I saw him against the Spurs do a nice in and out move. I didn't know, I didn't know he had that type of game, but he did a nice little in and out move. Um, and got to the rim and finished. Yeah, um, yeah. He he's just he he looks. Uh, what I say? He he looks more aggressive on the offensive end. Um. And he's taking he's taking advantage of the increased opportunities and being able to knock down those shots that you know uh he's getting more of the opportunities in his spaces and he's just been able to take advantage of it with and he's looked nice finishing and transition too. That's what I always want to see Pat do with this yeah, you know, size and athleticism, being able to get in transition and finish, even finishing at the rim. Yeah, and I think like all around the the team. Uh, we, we see an additional ball movement that, that possibly wasn't there before with LeBain. Not a knock against him, 
it's just his play style. He's a get it and score type guy, which is what the Bulls needed in the past. But this is a different look that we're showing teams now being able to move the ball around and create opportunities for everybody else. I, there's other people on the on the bulletin board. They've told me I need to apologize to Pat Will. Uh, I had said a couple of episodes. <laughs> I said a couple of episodes oh, ago. I said he needs to be in the G League. I said there, there okay, was no reason why he should. I never, I never felt like he was a G League player. Underwhelming, see, underperforming. No, you did go too far. Okay, there is yeah, no apology. <laughs> There's it. You see, I don't see the G League as a uh, as a bad thing, as, as as a negative, as a black mark across. Don't spin this. I, don't spin this. Don't. <laughs> don't. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> you was out of but, You was out of lines. You recommending that man to the G League? He's still a professional hooper, <laughs> not to the bench. The yes. G League the is a professional no, no. level. No, you're not going to get paid. No, uh. Uh-uh. No, sir, Trump. You're not spinning this one. No, no, Mr. Politician. No, Mr. Politician pay. You're not going to do this one. He was out of line for saying he needs to go to the G League. Now, right, if you say he needs to go to the bench, sure. Saying he needs to play he a reduced role. on the bench. I'm with that. Well, a reduced role, you know, 10 minutes a game, I can understand that, but not the G League. Come on now. My, my argument was that he would benefit because we were talking about he had a lack of confidence. It's like he was in indecisive. He didn't, uh, he was, he didn't, he lacked assertiveness. I was saying, send him down so he can have the space to grow because he didn't have it playing next to playing with uh, DeRozan and Zach and some others that were ball dominant pause. So Mm -hmm. that was, that was my, that was the lane I was driving in. It, it, it nice got. <laughs> that was <laughs> it, nice thing. <laughs> but as you see, but as you see, now that he has more, he has more range, more elbow room. He he is able to flourish. So yeah. it seemed like everybody knew it. It just could. He had no way to grow, being in that concrete jungle over there in Madison with uh, Zach and DeRose and the rest. Get move one of them out the way. Now Zach can grow. So you know, is the elephant in the room? We were time? all right. Is the elephant in the room time? Can we can we ask Jay? Levine is due back sometime around the new year. Will he be able to integrate into this team and then maintain success? Is there a role for Zach? Can you see within his game where? He can he can merge with the team and they can continue success. That getting up out of here. That getting traded. Will he play another game with the Bulls? No. Wow. I like the definitiveness in that. Wow. No, he's up out of here. I like that. You wrote business on the bottom of your foot and you stood up. I like that. <laughs> that no, so, no more games from uh, what Mr. Levine. What would you like to see Zach move for? What would you like to uh, see brought back? Now that that part is difficult uh, because of his contract. Uh, I think getting back uh, rotation pieces is going to be 
hard to get back that equal value, depending on the type of rotation pieces that we get. I'm not look, I'm not looking for two like tight bench players. I'm looking for two starters that would be good, cool taking reduced roles on the bench. And I don't know if we'll be able to to swing that off or pull that off. Um, but we definitely need to get some equal type value back for Levine just because of the time he spent here. Um, his score and prowess. We need Gotta to get still put a party. Yeah, uh, he just doesn't. He just he doesn't fit here with the Bulls anymore. And the improvement and growth that these players are showing, I wouldn't want to bring him back to mess that up. Or sleep. Uh, so earlier Jay, we talked about uh Lamar Demar. I'm sorry, Demar. I, I merged Levine and and Demar. <laughs> Awful. Uh, we we talked about Demar and and Levine. Uh. Being two ISO dominant players and how, you know, that hurts Pat Williams. It hurts the other young guys. Could we move DeMar and bring back Levine if DeMar has more value? Would the team still have success if DeMar was moved out the lineup and Levine retains? Um, at this time, I, I like – I would bring back – if we can't move – if we have to move either one of them, preferably it would be Levine. Um DeMar is a better shot creator than Levine, and he's a better crunch time player uh, than Levine. So just for that aspect, if the Bulls were to go far and they needed like a uh, like a, a last-minute bucket or something, DeMar is that mm-hmm. player that you could go to. So having him for that reason alone would be beneficial to the Bulls. So we, we, can, uh, we can definitely move on from Levine. And with them playing with DeMar, that still has allowed our younger players to develop into the players that they're becoming now. And it just seems like the, the team is a, a better fit around him. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, Caruso, DeSumo, uh, shit, even Drummond is uh, performing a little bit better in his uh, in his role. You brought up an interesting thing in your, uh, in your last little uh, statement. Uh, who takes the last shot? Right now in this team, Kobe or Demar, who you draw the the, the last shot up for? Uh, it really depends. <laughs> it depends. Um, either or, it, but I, I I would say at this point it depends. Uh, depending on where this team is go- going, how good they're looking. Like if they're looking like a. Um, because it's still early. If they're looking like a deep playoff team, maybe a, a, a fourth, fifth seed, then I, mm-hmm. we got to let Kobe take those shots to build up that confidence and that experience. We're looking like a middle-of-the-road team that's going to get in the play in and probably make some low noise. Um, you know, I, I, I backtrack. It, if we were like a middle-of-the-road team, yeah, mm-hmm. allow Kobe to take those shots. But if it, looks, mm-hmm. if it looks like we're going far and it's a good against those uh, competitive teams, those uh, contending teams, and, and we need to get that basket, maybe letting the more experienced player take those shots would be, be the move. Hey, what, what do you think? Removing your UNC bias. Remove your UNC bias. Who's taking that last shot for you? What in my UNC bias in a suitcase, in that empty suitcase that James James Wilson had? Uh, <laughs> I think it's all situational. It, I do believe that the Kobe is a better shot creator than DeRozan. However, I don't think he 
I don't think he has a uh, you know a get past you move. I don't I don't think that's in his game yet. Yeah. He can shoot over people. So and he can get and he can you know get into the lane and get for, play for others. But mm-hmm. if you if you put him and DeRozan on the same side of the floor, it's ten seconds left. Kobe can create, get his own, and create, pull the defense and get it, get a better look for DeRozan or you know if somebody else like Pat want to uh, you know shoot to the basket, something like that. It's it's better with the ball in his hands versus the Rosen, which is basically pretty much going to be ISO. Let's see what you can do by yourself. So, I, I mean, if Billy wanted to be creative and he had enough time to, I would let the ball be in uh, Kobe's hands and decide the game at that point. The other elephant in the room, DeRozan. I heard one. I heard, I think it was Q, you said it. DeRozan had more value than Levine. DeRozan being 35 years old, Levine being what, 29? 28. 28. Mm-hmm. I think the on his last year of his contract. Um, yeah, they didn't get an extension done. They were working on one. So I can't, I can't see the Rosen being. I don't, I don't know. Can you, you got to explain to me where, where's the value coming from? Is it, is it just because of a cohesive angle that the Bulls have to sell for that, for that value, or is it that because it's a expiring deal? I think both. I think both. I think DeMar is has proven that, you know, you know, being patient on the Spurs rebuilding team and playing within that system and under pop, he's shown he can, you know, be diverse and go to rebuilding teams and, and not, you know, pop. <laughs> and, and then in this Bulls winning streak, uh, DeMar, he, he, he's, he's deferred. You know, he's deferred to Kobe. He's allowed Kobe and Patrick to grow. I don't know if we could say the same about Levine. Is, is he willing to, you know, share that spotlight? I, I, I think sometimes we read too much into body language and, you know, we kind of take what we think. You know, I've heard some people say Zach looks unhappy in the bench during the Bulls winning. I don't know if he's <laughs> angry that the Bulls are winning without him, but I think from, at least from the optics, I think DeMar is a more inviting piece because I feel like, I mean, yeah, he, he, he's, he's an ISO player too, but I feel like contenders feel like they can, you know, merge him with their, with their plan better than maybe a Levine. Jay, what you think? Um, I think in, to, in this league, I think Levine definitely would have more value just off his uh, ability to shoot the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeMar is more of a player that he would have to be the, that type of – he would have to be that first, second option if, if he were to go to a team. And I don't think nobody, a contender, is going to slot him into that role. Uh, putting him as like a, a third uh, tertiary scorer, tertiary player, I think uh, in that reduced role actually diminishes what he what he brings to a team. I actually think DeMar would be I, – I don't think he would agree to, to do this, but I think he would be, for a contender team, he would be a great guy off their bench to lead their second unit as a scorer. I don't know if he's willing to accept that Jason Terry-type role. Um, you know, DeMar is moving up the all-time scoring list, but – I think he would actually be great if you could convince him 
to take that role and to value that role. He would be a great scorer uh, for some team's second unit. So we're going to put DeMar at uh, bench player minutes? Or is he going to have starter minutes off the bench? I think you could. I think you can get DeMar 25, 25 to 30 minutes off the bench. What's DeMar's numbers right now? So DeMar is currently playing on 36 minutes per game. So you're gonna take uh gonna take eleven minutes from him? And you think he's gonna be cool with that? I, I don't know, man. You you all said you convinced him to, to to play to, I mean this we've seen other players accept lesser roles chasing titles, uh or team success. I don't know. Um I don't know how DeMar feels. I, I can't speak for him. Certainly nobody on this podcast can, but if he was certainly interested in, in winning the title, if you convinced him to Play 25 minutes off the bench, lead that second unit in scoring. I think that would be a, a good role for Lamar. Demar, he's actually shooting. Um, I think is this a career high for him? Career high from three point right now, shooting 356 from behind the arc. Yeah, but he he's making under one three a game, so that's not really. Yeah, I think yeah. taking a look, little bit of a, a big look at. Yeah. All right, so we're going to stick with this elephant in the room segment. You have to get a lot back for Zach just because based on how his contract is set up. You got to, in the NBA, you got to match, match money, match, you know, if you can't match the money, you got to throw in a lot of assets, stuff, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, with an expiring deal, it's a little bit easier, and it's, but it's a, a better sale since it's an expiring deal for a, a lot of contenders. Um, what are the Bulls' pressing needs? Uh, a four. Definitely need a four, man. A four, man, who can stretch the, fo- uh, stretch the floor and defend. Definitely need that. I was going to say rim protection. They could definitely use – they could definitely use rim protection. And a, and a are there any players team. in the league – are there any players in the league that fit both of those attributes? Uh, a, a player who can – a floor – a four that can stretch the floor and defend the defend the paint. Isaiah yeah, Hardenstein. I don't know about the availability. Isaiah, Isaiah Hardenstein. Hardenstein. Yeah, he's, def- he's not available. available. I, I think he, he's. I think he's definitely available. Um, oh, Isaiah Hardenstein. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let, 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 let's stop. Let me stop you right there. Is Mitch? Is it Mitch Robinson done for the year? He's out for. Uh, I think he's out. Uh, when he got injured, they said he was going to be out uh, two months. Over Tibbs' dead body. <laughs> Over Tibbs' dead body. Tibbs yeah, I don't see uh, Hardest style being available. That, and that's not that's not Tibbs' style. And I don't see how De- – would DeRozan really – does that help the Knicks' trajectory right now? I do think they could use another wing score, but I don't think getting rid of Hardenstein is is, is the answer for what the Knicks need right now. I know this isn't a Nick pot, and I do want to. I don't want to go, you know, open up that conversation too much. But what the Knicks need is the (laughs) less shot attempts for Julius. That's what the Knicks need. So So the Knicks don't need to return as a fan. This is how this is how this could actually work for the Bulls. We we give them we give them Levine, which is which is a better version of uh, RJ. Now, Pierre does love Levine. He does yeah. like Levine. 
So, but, but Bear is a much better defender than Levine, though. His defense is not his, his defense isn't that much better where you can overlook what he gives you on offense. So Levine is is definitely a much better player than Bear for what Levine would be going at. I'm not arguing that, but but he's he he's an inferior defender though. Uh, but Levine for R.J. Barrett and uh, Isaiah Hardenstein, I believe the Knicks will pull that off, and then they would still be able to uh, because right now Mitchell Robinson is their cornerstone center uh, center for right now. Um, Hardenstein don't get much playing time behind him, and then when they do have uh, when Jericho Sims is there, he's also he also eats up some of those backup center minutes. So I do believe the Knicks would be willing to move on from Isaiah Hardenstein with Levine. Did you say the Knicks would exchange Hardenstein and R.J. Barrett for Zach Levine? That, that, that could Last work. year, I think that would have been. The Bulls lose that a thousand times out of a thousand times. That is a horrible deal. So. Is anybody winning that trade? We were to. We were to. You all think anybody wins that trade? Which is, I, mean, I could see the Knicks. The Knicks got the upside in that trade. Yes, I do. I do believe that, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm devaluing Zach right now because of the Bulls winning without him. But I don't know. I think Zach's trade market is is way is way down. The, the only teams I've heard rumored to be acquiring the services are the Sixers and the, and, and, and the Lakers. Let me see. Uh, let me see what. Prepare to get fleeced by LA. That's what's going to happen. Just prepare to be fleeced by LA. LA's going to send you a bunch LA of. Uh, they can have them. Lakers is, fans are definitely overhyping Rui Hoochie Mama. But that's what Lakers Nation is. We, we don't want Rui. We don't want Rui. I saw Rui. Well, wait, 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 wait. Rui. Doesn't, Rui, doesn't Rui play the four, Bro, stretch Rui the floor, do and play Bro, defense? He doesn't play Rui well. don't do Listen, Rui don't, Listen, no, Rui don't do that. Everything in purple and gold gets overhyped. Do, do stop it. We've just seen the Lakers. Yeah, stop talking about Rui. Like, we, we've seen what Rui could do. I don't know why people thought Rui's going to go to the Lakers and become this <laughs> um, magical I'll tell you why, because LeBron is taking him under his wing. LeBron was supposed to take Rui and Cam under his wings, and they were supposed to become junior versions of him. I heard that all offseason from Laker Nation. Watch out. Are, are, in the are with LeBron. true or false, true or false, is Rui and Cam Reddish not having the best seasons of their career? Rui's not even getting that many, many, that many minutes lately. Well, Rui's been there for a little Cam while. Just with more minutes. Cam looks like Cam just with more minutes now. I mean, that is when that you're is playing a plus, with LeBron Cam... and Anthony Davis. You're playing there is a, there's, a, lead, so. there's an osmosis factor, yes, but yeah, Cam Cam was a, Cam was a candidate for the G League. Rui was uh, Rui yeah. didn't even want to come to work when he was in DC, but now I mean they're 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 on the floor in LA, at least. And if you put them on the Wizards, what would they be doing? They would be headed to Virginia and then possibly the Virginia G League affiliate. <laughs> I'm just saying. So it, it, it's, I don't think they're going to come here and, and give us what we need, what we're looking for. Right. So we got our, Isaiah Hardenstein. That's one name. Who else? I've heard a lot of Tobias Harris. Um, mm. I mean, he obviously yeah. left. 
some defense shooting. I don't like that. Move You'll still be looking for a four if you get to Tobias. You'll still be looking for a four. Yeah. He's not a great. He's not a great paint defender. No, he's not. He's got seventeen for you every night. He, he'll get if you need seventeen. I got you, boss. If you need twenty, I got seventeen for you, boss. That's that's the type of player Tobias is. Yeah. Right. Right now, I would say the the best. Um. But he gives you some size that you that you don't have. Both are, are, are short on size, so. That, that's what I'm saying. That the best transaction they can go for right now. It's what them. It's what them Knicks boy. Get Isaiah Hardenstein, R.J. Barrett. Just throw him in. Swear you do not want R.J. Barrett. Now are you moving your body? We're not going to play. We're not going to play Barrett, but it allows us to free up that cap space. I've got to. I've got to call one thing out. You, 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 you have a man crush on Hardenstein. You've liked him for a long time. So removing your bias. Do you think? That would actually be a good move for the Bulls and an obtainable move. What do you expect Hardenstein to do when he gets here? Is he is he is he a starter or is he a primary backup to Vucevic? Is him or can him and Vucevic play on the court at the same time? Four and six, four and six yeah. and twelve minutes. Yeah, he could definitely do that. He could definitely <laughs> uh, see. This, this is the thing. A lot of people don't know what Hardenstein brings to the table. What what like we just said this before? The, Are you Hardenstein's Bulls- agent? Can no, you, we can you confirm or deny that? Are you hard to agent? Power forward that can defend, space the floor to put next to Vucevic. All those attributes that I just named, Hardenstein possess all of those attributes. Does and he start if you, here? If you watch him, great, play with the Clippers, that's great. If you watched him play with the Clippers, and if you're watching him play with the Knicks now, he he has play with the that the Bulls would need at that position. I watched Clippers games. I did not see much Hartenstein. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Here's the thing, Jay. You're looking for you're looking for great value. If you're trading a piece like Zach Levine, you have you have the authority to ask for a lot. And I feel like you're only you you're, you're, look, you're, you're swinging. I, I feel like you're swinging for singles when you should be swinging for the fence. If you understand, you right. the thing is, if we're trading him for a player of that value that's going to come in and take those same amount of shots, that actually doesn't fit with what the Bulls need right now. Like who, who, like, like who, who, who do you believe it would be that type of value, that double, that triple? See, my 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 thing for trade Levine is, I think you would try to look for maybe an expiring deal, and I think you would try to get that draft assets, draft capital. Maybe a uh, okay. So throw that in with Hardenstein. Throw, throw that in with Hardenstein and Barrett. The only reason I'm throwing in Barrett is to kind of make the uh, the money add up. But it's the money still, match, it's, yeah, it's it's still twenty million short. But that cap room that the Bulls can relieve themselves of by getting rid of Zach Levine, then they can use that money to go get something else. But Hardenstein, <laughs> like he's a he's a solid foundational piece for what the Bulls need in that lineup. Like mm. with him in that lineup, it actually frees up everybody else to do the things that they're great at. That that actually allow you know Kobe White to gamble a little bit more on the defensive end because he has Hardenstein back there. Um, that'll allow Patrick Williams mm. to become more aggressive on defense. Um, Hardenstein actually gets a lot of offensive rebounds. 
Um, so, you know, they, they create second opportunities for us there. Um, he can also stretch the floor. He can also play make. So th- he's a powerful, he's a big man that you can put the ball in his hand and he will make good decisions. Uh, I think he's a more modern, uh, he's a more modern version of Joe Camille. Jay, in, in, okay, Jay, I want to, I want to take you back to 2011, 2011, picture, we're in 2011. Were you one of those guys screaming at the TV for Omer Sheik to get more minutes? Can you confirm or deny that? Omer Sheik. Were you one of those guys? Omer Sheik. No. Okay. He, he was a, he's a good backup. He's a good defensive center. Okay. I, I'm just trying to figure out where we're going the with second, this. The second he left Tibbs, I don't think Omer Sheik lasted two more seasons in the league. <laughs> He roamed around on benches <laughs> for uh, – he actually got a big – well, back then, that was a big deal, $25 million for three years from the Rockets. Uh, and he actually played four years with yeah, the Pelicans. And he I actually that, came that back to Chicago. Pill. He came back to Chicago in 2018. The yeah, return. Bulls, Bulls were mad at him because I believe he, he played a role uh, in the Bulls losing that first-round series to the Sixers that year. Uh, yeah, and Which then he got year? that poison pill. That's some um, that uh, twenty twelve. I yeah. think what played a role in the Bulls losing to the Sixers with Derrick Rose uh, ACL exploding at the end of Game One, where they comfortably beat so the Sixers. That, I, that I think that the, had more to do with that, it. And then Joaquin Noah getting hurt too. Let's not rewrite history. I'm not rewriting. I'd be like, like the the series was still winnable. The series was still winnable. Even after Todd game one, down in that series too. Okay, Todd. I, I know. I know that. Did you all know Todd? There's some Sixers there's fans online. Hold on, time out. There's Sixers fans online that like to rub it in C Red Nation and say, "Hey, we were a seed that upset a number one seed." And I just want to bring clarity to this. There's no way the Sixers beat the, the Bulls. They probably don't even win a game. They get swept if Derrick Rose does not get hurt. I just want all Sixers fans that will potentially listen to this podcast or participating in this podcast to understand that they had no business winning that series, and there was only one reason they won that series. Okay? I'm sure. Let's just be clear on I'm, that. I'm, I'm sure the red, white, and blue Six Nation would agree with you there. However, <laughs> they would still say that the Bulls were a lot better than the Six. And even without – Derrick Rose, because they did play without oh. Derrick Rose a lot that season. They can still, Regular they should have still beat the six. Tibbs would have this thing where the try hard guys would become. Come on now, what was the little guy Frank Lucas that that LeBron put his shoe on his head and dunked <laughs> on? <laughs> come on, man. Tibbs was able to get some minutes out of some guys that absolutely did not belong because of that system. I mean, there was Nate Robinson playing hero one year. For uh, I can't even say Nate Robinson's name without. Envision him laying on that canvas. Why did he get in that ring, Nate? <laughs> I've not seen you since. What made you think you should get in that ring and box? What was that about? You know, never fight. If you're a young black man, don't get in the ring with some overzealous young white guy. Because I promise you, he's training <laughs> all his life for this moment. Yes. Because this yes, is an analogy. Yes, 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 yes. Don't get in there unless you are ready for this life. Don't get in there with them. Don't get on that mat with them. Don't get in that ring with them. It's not even boxing. Because they, they've been waiting for they, this. They're they not coming with jabs. They're coming, 
They're coming with leg no. kicks. They they're gonna just no. you, you life. You got that's that's why that's why it's all is very important to size up your opponent. If you see the eye and the tiger in his in his face, hey, you Jake got Paul you got it, Jake. Plays that before every fight, he is probably in his Bluetooth AirPod Pros. He's listening to Eye of the Tiger, and he <laughs> believes he's Rocky. Rocky wow. versus Apollo. Rocky versus Clever. That's what he thinks is going on. Like he, he, almost he, what does, doesn't every I I tend to think that every white person has some fam- has a family member that's a uh, in law enforcement somewhere, and they <laughs> they they <laughs> they get they, they get down. They they know all the holds. They know all. They know how to throw their weight behind behind their fist. And listen, no. Know your enemy. <laughs> KYP. Know your, know your personnel. Right. This is this. Hey, look, if they if they own that with you, like, hey, okay, all right, look, let me they train let me assess this situation. Me... And I'm not saying that 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 the whites dominate combat sports because we still see uh black Americans, Nigerians, all people of all the diaspora, they're still some of the best. We saw what Leon Edwards just did to Kobe. Um last weekend but if you're not training for this don't get in that ring with them because i promise you they've been training for this it's only i'm telling you it's only gonna take one leg kick to the back of your nerve in in your leg and i'm telling you you're gonna be disabled like they they train in these leg kicks these leg locks holds don't be fucking around with these people not get you a dog get you a gun I don't know. The dog might not be enough. They might put that dog in a triangle too, and then you, I'll see. You know your favorite pit bull is getting choked out. All right, all right. You didn't went too far. You didn't. You didn't went too far. There is no. There is no um, fair skin guy in the world that's choking out a dog. That's just not happening. That's not happening. That's not happening. Never say never. Say never. I, I, I disagree, Pay. Have you ever taken a dog's back before? <laughs> you know no. what's funny? I actually, you know, I get into this weird YouTube algorithm, and there's actually uh, a, a Turkish man that actually choked out. I don't know if you all know what LGDs are, La, Last uh, Guardian dog. He actually choked yeah. out a. a thought that, I thought that was a, a, one, a set over down 35th Street. <laughs> no, he choked out a Kangle. And then there's another one. Um, who actually there was a pit bull attacking somebody uh somewhere in uh the far don't mess with all uh, those Russians that was actually attacking someone and uh passerby got behind the dog and actually put it in the rear naked and choked the dog out and then got up and ran. The dog got up stumbled. I didn't know you could choke out a dog, but he he definitely did that. You're talking about the kangaroos? No, no, no. He choked out he choked out a pit bull that was I've a, seen that uh, video. Attacking. Yeah, that, kangaroo, that kangaroo was yeah, not that crazy. kangaroo was on business. Um, but your your YouTube is sounds dangerously illegal. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you got you got a uh, uh, dog I'm fight. Sure the and, coming to get me. Yeah, I'm sure the feds are coming to get me soon. <laughs> so this could be my last episode of the bulletin board. You know, hopefully let me finish out the season before they bring me in for questioning to take the stand on illegal dog fighting. Just want to let everybody know I'm innocent. You're out there organizing illegal kangaroo dog fights. You know, with most, yeah. with, with yeah. I'm putting my money on the kangaroo and in most of these fights. 
putting my money on the kangaroo. A large male What's... red kangaroo, something to something to tangle with. Yeah, I, I, I see a kangaroo. I don't know what what's going on in my life. If I ever walk a block and I see a kangaroo, I got a lot of questions to ask at that point. Um, but if you I know, see the, one, and, and, all right, I'm turning around. In the far south suburbs, I actually, and and I don't want to go too far into details. It's a long story. I actually saw an ostrich. And people that live in University Park will will know what I'm talking about. I saw an ostrich in a backyard. And it, and it, I, I walked too close to that. I almost got pecked in the head by an ostrich. I actually want you to go into detail about that story. I, I have questions. <laughs> On the next Wait, the questions will come as you tell the story. So I, Listen, I, please go into detail. <laughs> I don't want to incriminate myself or others. Just, let's just say I you, can't. You don't own the ostrich, though. So it's nothing. To, you can't get in trouble. But yeah, yeah let's, well, let's actually go into the story. That, that's why. They, that's why they come to the bulletin board. We've uncovered a illegal ostrich farm in, in the South Burbs. <laughs> <laughs> so now we know where the ostrich burgers are coming from at all these uh, hookah hookah lounges. This ostrich bird, ostrich birds, but like dry. Humid climate is in Chicago, the Chicago area. I, I've seen it with my own eyes. Did it migrate here? And no, I was I was not on shrooms or any other psychedelic uh, drugs. Okay. I, I apologize for calling it a drug to the mushroom community. I know I know you all. I'm sorry. They get sensitive. Um, but no, I was not on any mushrooms or acid. What's the Bulls' upcoming games? <laughs> Good transition. <laughs> oh, they have a game. I know they 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 play tonight. They play tonight. Uh, I know they got a game coming up against the Cavaliers on Sunday. Uh, so yeah, Cavaliers tomorrow. I think that Hawks Tuesday, Pacers Thursday, Sixers again on Saturday. Uh, Sixers um in Chicago. No, they play. They play the Cavaliers tonight. Oh, it's tonight. That's tonight. That should that should be a good measuring stick game for the Bulls. The Cavaliers right. have been struggling a little bit. They need a win. Yeah, yeah. a little. They've, they've no been. They've had. Yeah, they, their lineup been has been inconsistent. All right, you said the Cavaliers tonight. Uh, you got the Pacers. Cavaliers, Cavaliers, Pacers, Sixers, Hulk, who else? Pacers, Sixers. Uh, Cavaliers, Hawks, Pacers, Sixers. Okay. Cavaliers, Let's Hawks, Pacers, Sixers, next four. Let's get some projections. I'm going to start with you, Q. Cavaliers, Hawks, <laughs> Pacers, and 76ers. So we're going up against um four Eastern Conference teams that definitely playoff contenders. Uh. I definitely the way Embiid's playing, and the Sixers are a good team in general. I think they're going to get their get back. That's that's the way it usually works. So uh, I got them beating the Cavaliers tonight. Uh, that's a tough schedule. I'm gonna go two and two. No, you know what? I'm gonna go three and one. The only loss being the Sixers. I I I think I think we get the pace. The pace haven't they've been struggling since the end season tournament as well. As a Lakers, so blowing that bonus money—that's what it is. They living living life fast. And that, 
Spending that bonus money. I'll go three hey, and what one. What about you, man? Uh, four and oh. Four, he, he's hey, seeing man. red. Jay is seeing red, and I like it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm not well, mad. Be, I'm not mad at be it. be seeing red. Yeah, he's gonna have some red stars circling his head if the Bulls go four and zero before the uh, <laughs> before uh, New Year's. Jeez, all right. Okay, we need your prediction. I'm staying two and two. I'm staying logical. I'm gonna go two and two. It's gonna be a get back from the Phillies, uh, and they're gonna drop one more a close game. I see a close game between them and Cleveland tonight. Um, they may be, they may pro- drop that one. I the think they get Cleveland tonight. It's, it's the Pacers Sixers. The Pacers and, and Hawks is the one I'm struggling with them beating both because, man, I mean, Tyrese and Trey, they've had games where they've just taken it over this year. And I could see either one of them having those type of games. There's nothing you can do when Tyrese and Trey go off. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think Trey's gonna go off. I think the Bulls got I think the Bulls got Trey and uh Tyrese. I think they got them. They can beat them. It's the other so two. two I got two and two. Close loss to the Cavaliers. Sixers go upside their head, and the Bulls win the other two. There we go. There's the bulletin board.